This, this, this is a Tape Deck Podcast. Explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Synonauts! Hey, this is Ian. I'm Boo. This is Catcher. And welcome to Synonauts Exploring the Criterion. If you listened in last week, this month we are discussing Akira, and Boom made the spiciest, Leoist, <laughs> boomiest choice of all for our first discussion uh, around Akira, which is the vampire romance, bromance, uh, uh, classic everything interview, everything, <laughs> everything, Mance interview with the vampire. And if you're listening in here uh, on the podcast form, this is also our first little test. We're actually taping this live uh, as well. We're here live on Zoom. Uh, If you saw those DMs or if you saw those IG stories, you could have seen it there. Also, if you are a member of 70 Millimeters VHS Village, which I highly recommend all of you listeners join for those of you who are not uh, in the village, you can hang out with me and Catcher, uh, the boys of 70 Millimeter all the other tape deck pods, uh, a bunch of awesome people who are in the chat right now. You can go to 70mmpod.com. Join them. It's like four bucks a month. Yeah. Four bucks a month, right? Five fifty if you're from Canada, but like what? Okay. You can just skip two double doubles and you're good. Yeah. Just don't get <laughs> yeah. half an Uber just sleep order. sleep in. Yeah. 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 Only Uber halfway to the house now that That's bars right. are open That's and then right. walk the rest of the way. Exactly. Done. $5 a month. Infinite joy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> infinite joy yeah so hi to, hi to everyone in the chat let's see who we got here we got gab honore thank you for the voicemail last week jason aka gold toe jonathan gonzalez kevin marcy slim mel Rod jason Dave, mel again buddy bunch Horrible. of angels that's what i say and you know when we were like texting in our dm saying we should do a live show i don't think any of us processed it would be for interview with a vampire <laughs> And immediately after, Boom has been out celebrating with uh, Maggie for her birthday. So, uh, bold decisions made on our part, but I'm glad we're doing it. How are you two feeling? Good. I'm only two white claws in, and I switched to beer for this recording because I I drink beer slower. And this is is great. It's Pride Month. We're talking about, like, the gayest movie that's ever 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 been made. Ever been made. This is great. The sun's out. We've got our friends with us. <laughs> Catcher, how about you? How are you feeling? I, uh, I showered before. I figured that would put me in a good mindset. I wore a fancy shirt. Yeah, you look great. Thank you. And I'm, I'm very excited. I'm really excited to get into it. And my hair looks all right. So I'm, this, everything, is, fan- I'm, everything yeah. is fantastic. Your hair looks yeah. amazing. We're all, uh, we're all big fans of the hair. Like, thanks, you're the only one. I know, I know. Who's been talking trash about it, but like, we love it. We all have a complex. That's yeah. mine. Before we get to interview with the vampire, let's catch up. What, what did y'all watch this week? Do we just oh, start yeah. with Boom? Yeah. Is this, yeah, is yeah, this yeah. my happens? time? Okay, first of all, I need to prep. Like, obviously, I'm about to talk about In the Heights. We all knew, we all saw it coming. We know what's mm-hmm. what. Um, Ian last week stated, gave 
in the Heights 3.5 stars. I'm here. I'm flabbergasted. I just can't. Um, after <laughs> when he said that last week, I was like, okay, checks out. Like it's a movie musical. They're not always the best, you know? And then I watched it and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen all year. It's the best, potentially the best music movie musical I've ever seen. So it just, it doesn't check out. And I've made a list of the reasons why I think Ian should think Mm -hmm. in the heights is a perfect 10 10 movie and i'm not trying to fight i just Mm -hmm. like really don't get it here's my list first of all a or one it's a love letter (laughs) to a city slash community ian okay you love love letters right i know okay i know does it check out does that does that that checks out yes that checks out um senator organa is in it (laughs) It's true. A marriage of Star Wars. Bail Organa himself. Bail Organa himself. Yeah. A marriage of Star Wars in musicals. Ian, right? Come on. Um, the perfect mm-hmm. amount of Lin Manuel Miranda. Not too much. Not too little. <laughs> a, sp- a sprinkling. Am, am I right or am I wrong? <laughs> I, I I honestly could have done without the Lin. I honestly oh, like my the, goodness because that scene, the 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 shaved ice scene is like. Okay, first of all, you know, it doesn't move the story along anywhere. It doesn't move the story along, but it works so well because it's him. And it's just like he's he wrote this beautiful, amazing musical. And it's like, obviously, he couldn't play um, the lead character. Like he obviously he couldn't play Usnavi. But like, I'm so happy he got to be in it. And also like Piragua slaps. Okay, so this is a more serious one. Some of the most intricate and thoughtful filmmaking in a movie musical in recent history. Like the pacing, the editing, they just like create this fun world where like there are no rules, but it still for some reason works. Like, Ian, how do you feel mm. about that? Like I said before, I, I okay, first of all, three stars is hold, good. Hold on. No, 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 this. no. Let's get that to the end. I want you to answer the question direct. Just deal okay. with this okay. part by part. we're almost there we're almost done i like i said i really liked the scenes where they just like went for it like the pool scene i thought was incredible yeah the benny nina sequence at the end i thought was really good but a lot of it was just like it just felt kind of thrown together too stylized i don't know it just no like not stylized enough i feel like a lot of it was just like this is like this is okay this is this is fine and then the pool sequence happens, and I'm like, why can't they just make everything awesome like this, you know? Okay. Like, okay, an example, like, the scene where they do, like, the the, the Fiesta de Barrio, I think it's called, right? Or whatever it's called. Carnival um, de Barrio. Carnival de Barrio. Like, they're all, they could have made that huge. They're just, like, trapped in this, like, little alleyway Space. dancing, you know? I just, like, wanted a little more from everything, so. Yeah, like, you wanted them to take it, it to the streets. Yes, okay. exactly. Respect, respect. Exactly. I, wanted, I wanted a little bit more. I want more. Okay. Uh, next point. The vibe is so electric, it could light up a neighborhood that has lost power. <laughs> yes? I, I guess you can't argue with that. Thank I guess you. that's technically correct. So much right. grinding and rump shaking that you need to smoke a full pack of cigarettes after you watch it. I did say Not the, enough tide, grinding the Tide Pen moment. No, not enough. The Tide Pen moment was very sensual. I will say that. The Tide Pen moment. That was like interview with the vampire level 
of intimacy. Absolutely. That tension right there. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I'll never look at a Tide pen the same way ever Mm -hmm. again. Um, Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're a music guy, the brilliant songwriting and musicality, including, but not limited, not limited to sunny dropping bars and the eight minute prologue song that seems like five different songs, but still manages to flow together perfectly. So, okay, this goes back to <laughs> what I talk about, how I rate movies sort of like based on other things I appreciate of them. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, perfect 10, 10 movie. Moana, 9, 10, 10, 10, depending how I'm feeling. I don't think In the Heights is anywhere <gasps> close to those two movies. Okay, okay. This you know, is, so this so is like, your truth. if we're if we're talking if we're talking like movie musicals, sure, yeah, this is this is a very good movie musical. I would watch it over like like Oklahoma or Cats or whatever. That's, those are two not great examples, but but <laughs> if I'm looking at it in like the canon of like Lin Manuel Miranda, yeah, you know, it's it's like this isn't. I, I'm probably not going to feel the need to revisit this like, if I want to watch a Lin piece of content mm-hmm. it's going to go hamilton or moana every single time okay so that that's a lot of where my 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 grading you know is coming from so fair and I, you know what i feel like better now that 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 we're clarifying this um okay. i'm sorry for putting dirt on your name okay this no, is my fine. last point i don't know why this is my last point but this is the one i'm going to try to drive it home with um a 24 mm-hmm. style lighting and cinematography <laughs> in the abuela subway tunnel scene <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I thought this is so. This is gonna be so heartless of me to say. Oh no! This is gonna be this is gonna be so heartless of me to say, okay. and I apologize to everyone. I'm not gonna spoil. I'm not gonna spoil the 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 context of the scene. The movie was too long. I think they could have cut down the Abuela scene a lot. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm walking off. We're so it sounds heartless. I th- I think they could have trimmed it down. Because they didn't spend a lot of time with the character. That was it. Okay. okay? And I, I'm losing the chat. We're never doing a live show again. We're this never. Is over. This, this no, is, Ian, th- Ian. This is what. Pr- the ch- this is what. Proto the chat feels is like. like a comment section. You don't look at it. It's just happening. It's just going to happen there. Whatever happens. You don't turn to them for your feelings. You turn to us. Okay. I. So that's it. So unfortunately, yeah. that that is. It was a very good scene, but I was like, and. You know, she's a grandma, but like the whole, I don't know. There's like a lot where I was like, uh, some things that, that weren't, weren't vibing with it. Okay. That's all. That's, you know what? That's And fair. it does, it does. I, I agree with Kevin in the chat. It does make a lot more sense in the stage version. Yeah. I 100, I 100% agree with that. So just not everything translates that well okay. on, 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 uh, you know, on film. And I think that was one of them and the shaved eye scene. I think if they, if they had just cut the shave eye sequence, cause that was insane. Yeah. And then reduced the grandma sequence i or spent more time with the grandma elsewhere and pulled from other pieces i think i would have liked it a lot more okay i i i accept i accept that we're good we're we're good we're great we're good boom we're fine (laughs) this this honestly went so much better than i expected i thought this was going to be more dramatic but i appreciate the love that happened just now the honesty and the truth but maybe i'll i'll give another watch you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll give it another whirl. See how I feel about it. Come back. Have you watched it, Catcher? No, you I yet, was right? listening to a, a a show this afternoon, and they were covering it. And they and I had hoped to listen all the way through mm-hmm. to, through their review to get a, a vibe on it. 
but I didn't get a chance to. And mm. I was intrigued by like the beginnings of their review, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll actually watch this. So maybe we'll see. I mean, it's definitely worth the watch. I I like I enjoyed yeah. it. It was cool, especially seeing it like on a big screen. It was. I it feel was like crazy. I just need to be watching more musicals just so that I can keep up with half the things that get said in our group chat. Mm. I think that will help. Yes, you absolutely do. Yeah, at the very least. Boom, was there anything else you um, wanted to uh No, um, well, I watched, so for LB uh, Letterboxd Roulette, I get, Ismail mm. got me, and he made me watch um, There Will Be Blood. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, like yeah, a yeah, perfect yeah, yeah. 10-10 movie for Ian. And I oh, no. rated it three and a half stars. Oh, no. <laughs> Catcher is also a uh, yes, blood boy. I yeah. am a big time. Okay, so I genuinely felt that, that it was a perfect 1010 movie, like pacing, acting, story. Everything was great. I just didn't love it. Like, it was very um, testosterone driven, like for lack of a better uh, explanation. It's like yeah. Yeah. when you're like guy friends are like hanging out all the time and you're like, I want to go hang out with you. And then they're like, okay, fine. And then you just have to like hang out and watch them like play video games for like an hour. Later. <laughs> yeah. That's, how that's fair. Watching this movie felt. Um, that's fair. But like, it's, it's a good movie. So what did you think of the score? Uh, the score was awesome. It was great. Johnny. That Green score. Yeah. I drink. Dude, that whole drink. Movie. <laughs> I say that. I say that all the time in the house and Tara gets so annoyed. I drink. I take no milkshake. I couldn't believe like how like that that became a meme. I was like, no one's gonna watch this movie, and then it was just like the biggest thing on every everywhere when that movie came out. Kind of made me happy. Yeah, incredible. Totally robbed. Catcher. Okay, so weekend started with a bad uh, Shutter movie. Okay. So we'll start with that. It was called Mom, Mother mm-hmm. of a Monster like an acronym god just the worst absolutely the worst uh so it's a it's all from the perspective of a a mom who has a kid Mm -hmm. who's kind of a shit and the whole thing is like a found footage like someone's going on a laptop like watching clips i guess that have been saved from her phone that she's been recording and all this like secret footage that she's been capturing and it's just bad. It's just really bad. It just goes back and forth. Is is she the? Is it really? Is it? Is she? Is, is she crazy? And she's putting it on him, even though she's the crazy one, or he is really crazy, and maybe he'll murder her. Is it a whatever it, plot? Omar it's hard to be a whatever plot because yes. it's like the whole movie is just plot. It's just plot. Like everything that happens is just like the only thing that's carrying you through. Otherwise, none of it makes any sense. It, it all falls apart. It's terrible. Nobody watch it. In order to like counteract this terrible film, I went searching for something that was interesting. We watched this movie called Bad Day for the Cut. And it's basically, have you ever seen Blue Ruin? Okay. Yeah. So it's like Blue Ruin, but set in Ireland. And mm-hmm. boom, have you seen Blue Ruin? No. It's kind of I saw Green Room though. It's kind of like mm. it's kind of like Think about like uh, John Wick, sort of an idea, mm-hmm. except he's an everyday guy. So the main character runs like a, a small farm. He lives with his mom still. Mom's just an old shitty lady. And uh, she's murdered 
one night by some people. Mm -hmm. And this guy basically like kind of snaps and he basically wants to figure out what happened to his mom and all kinds of stuff ensues. Lots of violence, uh, torture using a hot pot of beans. Just incredible. It's really fun. Um, People are weaponizing beans. Weaponizing beans, beans from a can. Um, Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. So the last thing I'll talk about is a show, a movie called The Kid Detective, which is like Mm. a relatively new show. I think it, I mean, uh, movie that came out, I think maybe last year. Um, It stars everyone's favorite OC emo kid, uh, Adam Adam Brody, right? (laughs) Who's in the chat right now. Welcome. Adam Brody, the god. Um, He plays a character who, as a kid, used to be like a kid detective, like a Nancy Drew or like the Hardy Boys, you know, just like solving small town crimes. Uh, He got his own office. He has free ice cream for life. And the movie takes place. He's now 32 years old. He's not really solved any major crimes in those last few, like the last few decades of his life. Uh, he's kind of a little bit of a scumbag, and he's super poor. And uh, classic noir tale: woman comes in, and mm. we got we have to solve the murder of her boyfriend. Like it's funny, it's smart, um, and he does a great job in the role of this kind of like yeah, deadbeat kid detective. It's really funny. Mm. So everyone, the kid detective, you should definitely check it out. Yeah. On my end, let's see. Uh, I watched uh, Possession. I, I, it was my turn for the Sisterhood of the Traveling Possession. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I said I spent the like, I read nothing about it on purpose because uh, I like wanted to go in completely blind, and I spent like the first half of the movie wondering if uh, if Sam Neill was indeed the lead character, and he is. Uh, but it it was, it was good. It was really cool. There was like, a, there was a lot going on in the movie and it's like, it's a very difficult watch. Um, I gave it three and a half. I probably should bump it up to four, honestly. Um, cause I did enjoy it a lot and I thought about it a lot afterwards, but, um, is there it's, anything it's, else you'd like to bump up to four while you're at it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that very much. Uh, I haven't thought about in the Heights as much as possession. So I'm going to keep possession in the heights where it is. Um, but yeah, it was really good. It was, it was my first film by Z- Zalowski who directed it. So I want to check out more of, uh, more of his stuff, um, because it was freaking intense. Uh, and then the, the, the movie now moves on to Mikey P. Um, oh, nice. so I got to get that out soon, but I think he's been out of town. So he told me not to ship it yet. So I'm going to ship it out. I think tomorrow we'll send it over. I love, um, I love that, that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah the, yeah, the sisterhood of the traveling possession. And again, <laughs> if you want in on this, you don't want to you want to watch this movie. You don't want to spend 50, 60 bucks. Tell you what, you join that 70 millimeter Patreon. You can get on that list. You'll get it in maybe five years. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen with this? We'll DVD still be young then, then. You'll still be young then. Right. Let's see the Indiana Jones stuff. Only thing. It looks great on 4K on my box set. And then I watched the uh, the conjuring. The new one. The devil made yeah. me do it. The new one, I'm a big fan of the Conjuring series, and I like have no problem loving like cheesy popcorn horror. 
It was so bad. No. It was not oh, good. No. I really didn't enjoy no. it. The first two like held, hold up, but I'm, are, are awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like the Conjuring universe in general is fun. Like Annabelle, I didn't love, but it was like a fun watch. Mm-hmm. The Nun was really bad. The Nun actually. Yeah. I didn't Whoa, that, do people but, watch those movies. <laughs> yes, but, uh, yeah, do. they're huge. Thank they're like you. massive money That's makers. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and the Conjuring, the Devil made me do it. It like it didn't. There's a so many questions to ask, and I always try and like ignore questions I have when watching a movie like this. But there are so many, and like I think the issue was that without giving away the plot, they they drifted away from just doing a haunted house movie mm. or just doing a movie like about a ghost. Like it goes beyond that, and they just don't do it well. Mm. Um, and James Wan didn't direct it, as Marcy says in the chat, and definitely they are missing James Wan directing it because huge difference uh, w- w- with how it felt. Um, so I was a little bummed out and disappointed in that, but at least, you know, new movies are coming out, so that's good. Yeah. And other than that, I've been playing Ratchet and Clank a lot oh, on PS5. Tell me, that game tell me is more. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Really? I Super fun. Yeah. Have you played so, previous? No, this is my okay. first one, and it's amazing. Okay. It's super fun. The story is fantastic. It's so fun with like the PS5 controller because mm. like it's all adaptive and stuff. It's incredible. So Oof. that was what we watched this week was there anything else we need to chat about or are we gonna get into it i think we're good i think it's interview? time we're good just rate us some high stars on apple podcast please oh yeah that's i all. keep forgetting to do no, that it's okay give us a rating on apple podcast that's all i'm asking just you know simple simple little thing mm-hmm. yeah so last week we uh kicked off our new month of discussions in which i chose the anime classic akira and at the end of the episode when we were selecting our picks boom discuss you know there is like an unspoken sexual tension uh relationship between our two main characters kaneda and tetsuo and she said something that i want to discuss in relation to akira is 1994's interview interview with the vampire uh if you haven't watched it yet you better go watch it right now because it is absolutely bonkers uh the story follows uh two vampires over basically like a 200 year relationship uh the vampires are played by brad pitt and tom cruise um tom cruise is a vampire named lestat and he eventually meets uh and turns brad pitt's character of uh louis into a vampire and it's basically about the relationship over 200 years uh as told through a uh, uh, newspaper magazine interview narrative lens played by Christian Slater. <laughs> and if that mo- if that plot sounds crazy to you, uh, that's because it absolutely is. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is a bonkers movie. Uh, you know, I've been seeing the reviews come in. A lot of people were upset with this movie. I saw a lot of two stars, three mm. stars coming in, and I just want to say, boom! I stand with you Thank on this you. selection. Thank you here you know we take we're taking a risk here uh not only with this the film selection in general but with the pairing it was a bold decision and i am here for it it was a stretch but i spun it Uh, i would would honestly disagree hold on you hold that we haven't gotten in our in our you stop right there mister you hold on (laughs) boom where are you taking us okay let's hop into our time machines Um, and we're going to go to 1968 when now famous novelist Anne Rice publishes a 
short story about a reporter interviewing a vampire. The story was written after the death of her young daughter, who served as an inspiration for the character Claudia. Um, And then we're going to fast forward to 1976, and Anne has penned a deal to publish a full novel version of the short story. Uh, The book was wildly anticipated, and the rights to adapt it into a film were purchased by Paramount Pictures before the book was even published. That's a power move. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Um, And this was her debut novel as well, which is quite um, interesting. Um, Unfortunately, the film got shopped around with no luck and tabled until it was eventually picked up by Warner Brothers, who approached Neil Jordan to direct it. Jordan had seen major success from his film The Crying Game and was was allotted a $70 million budget to Mm. film Interview with the Vampire. (laughs) Um, This was unheard of. For vampire content and like gothic <laughs> romances at the time, uh, they had a rocky go with casting and getting the film off the ground uh, due to homo homoerotic themes and vo- overt homophobia in Hollywood at the time of development. Anne Rice actually considered changing the character of Louis to a female character and even considered Cher for the role. Uh, but ultimately decided to stick it to the studio bigots and tell them to suck it mm. up um, and stuck to her original vision. Anne Rice uh, was highly critical and frustrated with the casting process. She did not like Tom Cruise in the role of Lestat and even at one point suggested Brad and Tom switch roles. But once she eventually saw the finished product, she finally admitted that Cruz elevated the character to a place she could have never imagined. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's true. Um, Yes, 100%. Um, The character of the reporter was originally supposed to be played by River Phoenix, who unfortunately passed away four weeks before filming. Christian Slater stepped up to the plate to take on the role and donated his entire salary to River's favorite charities. Um, The film opened in November 1994 to major box office success and mostly good critical response. (laughs) However, Miss Oprah Winfrey herself did a full auntie storm out 10 minutes into the pre-screening, citing that it was too gory and dark themed and that she did not want to contribute to forces of darkness in the world. She said, so like she literally was just like, no child, I will not let the devil in today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's interview with a vampire. Um, well, b- before, your, before your first question, I have to say, as we're talking about yeah. other castings, other people considered for this role, Anne Rice met with Tom Hanks for Lestat. Johnny Depp was offered the role yeah. of Lestat. Uh, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Everybody but Daniel Tom Daniel Day-Lewis and John Travolta were all offered the roles of Lestat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also saw Jeremy Irons as well. <laughs> yeah. So just a completely okay, hold on, hold insane on. Daniel list. Day-Lewis, Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis, Day-Lewis, and Jeremy Irons. I mean, this it, is a pairing I might actually be willing to watch again. No, no, all of those would have been for the stat. Okay. All of those with oh. Brad Pitt uh, would have been wild. Yeah. Anyway, okay, boom, to your question. <laughs> so those are some straight up facts. Um, but so for me, 
the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice were like my Harry Potter or Twilight growing up. Mm, okay. Um, I know That's it's technically good. not young adult, but I've always just like been drawn to like gothic tales because I'm cool like mm-hmm, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't read the book in a while, but I've always been quite pleased with this adaptation, mostly just because it's a lot of fun. Um, but even though, like, it, fall, I know it falls short in some areas, uh, but the way the narrative is framed by the interview and otherwise it's, like, shot sequentially, um, it does feel a little systematic in the way we move the, <laughs> the story forward. Um, it feels kind of like, okay, like, this happened and then this happened and then, and then, like, that kind of thing. So I just wanted to know how... You guys felt about like the general pacing of this film and the way the story is like framed and told. Um, Ian, maybe we'll start with you because I know Catcher wants to like pop off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, the pacing was a little crazy. Uh, Going over 200 years in like two hours, just like jumping randomly in time was pretty aggressive. Uh, And obviously they kind of, kept the interview portion with the vampire there to like sort of negate any issues like that. But overall, I think it works. Yeah. I, I liked it. I mean, it was kind of random how like, yeah. you know, at the end when like Tom pops up again, like I was like, but that came out of nowhere. Um, but you know, there, there, it's, it really have so many questions about that. Was all of this from one book was like this whole movie from the first book in the series. Yeah. Like, okay. Th- this is from the first book. Okay. Yes. But yeah, overall I was okay with it. I mean, I, it's like a shameless movie and I enjoyed every part of it. It was great. Absolutely. Uh, a guilty exactly. pledge. Uh, but catcher, please. You have the floor. Yes, I don't, sir. Have I given off some sort of ne- like negative vibes on this movie? <laughs> I think, okay. I don't know. We live like, like 15 blocks away from each other. Like I could feel there's like there's steam <laughs> coming up from the sewers. Like, um, okay, <laughs> okay. So with regard quickly, just like with regards to the pacing, I actually don't think that's the problem. Like, there's a problem with the pacing. I was actually, like, impressed that they managed to, like, I didn't even realize it was, like, 200 years. Like, just the way, it just moved well, like, in terms of that. Um, I don't really, like, I kind of know what this movie is about, but I don't know that, like, the movie knows what it's about. Like, there's a lot of themes going on, and those are obvious, and I love that. But just... With regards to how that plays into the actual plot of the like certain like the specifically like the ending like I just like it gets like very lost and confused in like what it's trying to do and the story it's trying to tell. Um, Other than that, I like had a fun time watching this movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, And um, what's his name? Antonio Banderas, right? Mm -hmm. He plays Antonio. He's kind of a little bit wasted. but otherwise, like the two leads are just like it's kind of fascinating that this movie got made like <laughs> in like the studio system. Like it's kind of like a crazy movie. Like the stuff that happens, um, the, the the imagery. There's a scene like the when he bites him for the first time, mm-hmm. and he like flies in the air. <laughs> That shit was like when that happened. I was like, "Wait, what is going on?" Like, he's like all of a sudden they're flying, and the way they shoot that is just like absolutely the craziest, the like the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, "Okay, so this is what this movie's gonna be like." Okay, and then you know it progresses from there. They have like a blood drinking threesome at a bar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, 
and you're just like, okay, like I'm totally in for this. Like it, Tom Cruise actually almost looks better than he does normally in okay. this movie. Okay. Let's, Brad, let's, let's, and, let's calm down, but okay. And go Brad on. and Brad Pitt looks like trash in this movie. Uh, he, okay. he, like, he, <laughs> the looks like the costume, like his, everything happening on his face is like, that's Brad Pitt. Mm. And you're doing some stuff that I do not like. Mm. You were taking that beautiful face away. Also, the fingernails. I was talking. Me and Mel bonded on this just earlier today. The most grotesque thing that in happens in the whole movie, and there's an amazing scene where a dude gets cut in half. And the most grotesque thing that happens in this movie are the fingernails. They're so gross. Um, but overall, like, I had a really fun time, and I can't wait to like get into like the themes and this and stuff because I think. As I alluded earlier, I think this is actually quite an interesting comparison. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and and actually a lot more on point than I was even expecting. So okay. I'm really, I think it was great, and I'm really happy that we're we're watching it. What What do you think uh, was like a, a key a key point that like sort of got you that point? Like, was there a point in the film where when you were watching it, you said, "Oh, actually, this is clicking as to why like Boom would want to chat about it in relation to Akira." Honestly, like. Right away, it, and I, obviously she explained why, and the points were valid. But I, what I thought connected extremely well was this is a story about a character who isn't, like, happy with where they are, and then they are mm-hmm. sort of bestowed powers against their will that they don't really want. And yet right. that power is sort of giving them something is sort of filling that hole or giving them something that is making those problems that they had in their life. Like they're seemingly solving those problems in a way, Mm. but it comes with such an opposite ended, uh, consequence, consequence uh, of that. And I just found that to be interesting all on its own. And then also it was like a, like a soft core gay porn, which is like always an interesting thing to have on in the, on a a Saturday (laughs) afternoon, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) <laughs> but definitely like that's for sure like to me that was the thing that jumped out at me for sure was like oh wow like there's more yeah. than just like this the, the sort of undertones which in this movie are not undertones but. and yeah and i was gonna say like they're not undertones in the slightest not in the slightest like I, I you know boom talked about how obviously it had issues going through like the studio system because it is just so overt i mean this is like a movie that could come out today and be like praised as a film that presents like the struggles of coming to terms with your sexuality and struggling to find people Mm. who you relate with in a very like clean way, which I think is really fascinating about the movie. Like when you get past like the absurdities of, of their costumes and just like the overall silliness of their movie, like the core of the film, I think completely holds up in terms of like the message and 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 the film is trying to get across to its viewers. Um, boom! How how did you feel about that? Like looking at it from a 2021 lens? Yeah, I think it absolutely holds up. And this is probably the first time I've watched it in maybe like ten mm-hmm. years. Um, but I think, especially when you're kind of getting into films where you have like two white male cis straight leads you know kind of like playing these androgynous um like queer leaning characters um it's surprising how 
well it is like portrayed and how like I feel like you can relate vamp vampirism is that a word vampiricism to like think, yeah vampirism kind of vamp- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to like any sort of um like othered group of mm. people um but in in this film I think obviously it's more creating and just like well done and exciting and it's like super campy um which is like another fun aspect of it so it's like you get to kind of like dive deep into these characters but you're also just having like the time of your life watching mm-hmm. it and these like big stars just like being absolutely you know like dialed up to 11 so mm-hmm. yeah, let's talk yeah. about yeah. these big stars um you know at the yes. time so we're we're talking 1994 uh with these two leads, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, again, Tom Cruise as Lestat and, and Brad as Louie. Uh, Brad Pitt is like climbing his way up to like where we know Brad Pitt is today. But Tom Cruise is basically there. He's just short of like the Mission Impossible franchise, which like sets him over the edge as to like the guy Tom Cruise is now. But he has done a, a number of big movies by this point. And to cast like these two leads for this role is is also like kind of hard to fathom for me. like to steal a page out of the film hags book. I was thinking like, I don't even know who could be like cast, like who two like relevant people would be casted in a film like this today. Like what people are going to say, like Timothy Chalamet and like, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's different now though. Right. Because we're not looking for overtly manly, like white dudes mm. as, as, yeah. as actors right now. Right? right. Like that's just not the, like the mood or like Tom Holland. You know, yeah, Tom Holland is not going to be in this. It would be like <laughs> Chris Hemsworth maybe, mm, you know, or something. Okay, I like, see what you mean. But like but that's not that's not like the vibe those like these are not the stories that we're telling yeah. right now. Um yeah. yeah so let, let's let's talk about uh let's talk about Lestat first, played by Tom Cruise uh as mm-hmm. Anne Rice so lovingly put uh, elevated the character of Lestat. Elevate is correct. I mean, Tom is operating on Absolutely. another level in this movie and there are little things yeah. uh I, I noticed like something that always bothers me in movies is when someone is playing an instrument like piano or guitar and their hands are not doing the correct thing tom took the time when he's playing like on the <laughs> piano did he what, learn oh, I don't know. they don't show his hands actually playing but when like okay. he should be crossing over with his left hand in the music he is crossing over with his left hand which uh is awesome he is such a menace mm-hmm. in this, like, but like in the best way, like he's such just a kind of like a vile, like awful character, but you're still kind of like mesmerized by him. And like, you wish you had the audacity to like be as friggin' bold as he is. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how old I like, I can't remember how old like Lestat is supposed to be because it's like clearly he's been around and like seen some shit but no i i absolutely love uh tom cruise's lestat like i think it's one of like like one of my favorite performances from him for sure yeah i agree yeah Mm -hmm. and i think what's interesting about the role is it's sort of like i think tom cruise now like you sort of get an idea of who he is now like sort of like post oprah couch you sort of like he's made a, (laughs) a specific kind of movie you know like been very actor centric and i think he just like 
knows who like where he is right now in his career. Like he knows the kinds of movies he's allowed to make. And so he's making those. But when he was younger, like he had a really interesting, like he played some really interesting roles. And I think like you said, Ian, like he's going to be doing mission impossible quite soon from this point. And it's like, this was sort of like the last of his like really interesting performances that like as an actor, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of him, but I would have liked to have seen him play more characters like this. Like if he's got this range, I would have loved to have seen that more often because he is like really unlikable. He is really like sly and kind of a little bit gross, but he plays it in such a way that you like, you totally believe it. And you're totally, you're sort of enamored by him in the same way that Brad Pitt's character like is. And like, that's really, that's what an actor's job is. And I think he's like absolutely crushing it in this. Mm -hmm. And like, even the way he portrays him, like at the end, not like skip too far ahead, but like when he shows up, like he gives that half the human, like half the person he used to be energy. That is just so perfect. Like that he used to be this special thing. And now he's kind of lost that, spark or that like light a little and he nails that like so well mm-hmm. um and definitely outperforms i think brad pitt on this one for sure i agree i mean mm-hmm. brad is he, he plays such a more con- he outperforms <laughs> he everybody. he plays such a, like a controlled character compared to uh lestat obviously louis he's new to this even if it's 200 years later no, but he's supposed um, to be tortured. You know, you know, he's tortured and he's more depressed. Um, but I, I do agree. He definitely is like massively outacted by Tom. But that also just could be like this, the 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 situation of their characters. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows? I also would like to say just like in defense of Tom, I'm also a Tom stan. Post interview with the vampire. Yes, he goes off on the action kick. But... But uh-huh. he also hits Jerry but. Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia, Vanilla Sky. Uh, okay, I'll, put colla- no. I'll put Collateral in there as well. No, of course. You know, the majority Look are... can go right the, now. The majority are action movies, um, but he does have his string of really no, that's like... that's true. No, that's a good point. No, those are those, those are all amazing. Like, yeah. I've, like those, there's a bunch of... He also made Valkyrie, though, so, you know. But... <laughs> The rest of those are all like honestly like truly really yeah. good movies. So that's a good point. But th- but I see what you mean. Though. I don't know any of them are as nuanced as as this performance is. Um, and Definitely I, I not just, as like over the top and sort of like eccentric for sure. Yeah, but like he, his character is over the top because that's sort of like what's going on. But like in his performance, mm-hmm. it's very like like he plays it very well. Like mm-hmm. Brad does not look like he wants to be there at all. And like Tom Cruise seems to be like, I'm I'm here, I'm here to put the work and like it shows, which is shocking for me because I'm usually not finding that from him. Mel actually told me after she watched it, I think she was doing some research that like Brad says this was like the worst shoot of his life. Like he absolutely hated filming this movie. You can tell. Yeah. Honestly, you can. Like I wasn't shocked (laughs) to hear that at all. Like, yeah. I think I was just so mesmerized by like how attractive he is that like i was just un like phased by what he was actually doing <laughs> louis is interesting because he like and i think if we're talking about the the allegory towards like homosexuality and and coming to acceptance of yourself 
you know, he's going through basically a 200-year acceptance, and he doesn't appear to do it until he sort of has his final conversation with Christian Slater in his, like, nice-ass San Francisco apartment on Market Street, which is, like, hilarious to think about that he has that spot (laughs) for some reason. Um, But, you know, like, I I give him breaks for when, like, people say, oh, he's kind of looks like he's phoning his little deadpan, because he is, like, a tired character. You know, he, he, no, he spends stop this, stop this. He spends a lot, <laughs> no, he's, no. he spends a lot of his life. A, he doesn't want it to start with. Right. And he mm-hmm. spends his life trying to find some sort of like solace in the situation he's in because he doesn't like what he has to do in order to stay alive. And he thinks he right. finds a partner in Kirsten Dunst, played Claudia, who we'll talk about in a little bit. They melt her away. Antonio Banderas's like random, theater troupe of vampires uh kill <laughs> claudia and then he just has to go into hiding again and you know and like there's a part of him where he 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 goes to where back to new orleans where i'm assuming they don't say it like explicitly i don't think where i think he knows he's gonna find right he says like he smells lestat for the first time in however many sure. years and like he actively goes to seek right. him out to like try and get closure and that still doesn't do it so his like overall sad boy ness and like depression, I think stems from that. He's hiding and running for 200 years, right? Like, don't you want to give him yeah. some sort of love there? No, catcher's nodding and said no, boom saying yes. Catcher, what's the no? That you know that strictly because that's the like in the plot. But his character, like to me, like what is his arc? Like what it like he feel he uh, to me, I don't understand what he's going like. I understand on a second by second situation of in in the moment what's happening, but in terms of like his arc as a character over the mm-hmm. course of the film, like what is it? I don't I don't understand what it is. It's like I understand from a heady level. It's like he's coming to accept who he is, but like he doesn't give like even in the last scene with what's his name, the reporter, uh, uh, Christian Slater, the actor, Christian Slater, like. Why are you even here? Why are you even talking to this guy? The setup is like at the beginning is so I don't even know where he's coming from. Like none of his story makes like has any impact on me mm. at all. Mm. I just I don't see any growth in his what? performance. Like I don't understand what his what? character is going through like at any time. Like other than the plot his stuff is happening around him. Boom, please. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I see character growth with louis for sure um i think he is like definitely a very like over the top sad boy character but also a i think he does the interview because he is like lonely and just like wants to be heard and wants to tell his story and to connect with people also possibly trying to find Lestat, but i'm not no, that's, sure yeah but like, um, oh sorry you go ahead <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) And then also. (laughs) um, And also like there is growth in the sense of like him. I don't know if it's like portrayed so well in the film and it's like more implied than it is kind of like shown. But I do. You do see him like constantly pushing against his like vampire identity and like drinking rats like sorry Stuart Little sorry (laughs) Remy um and just yeah like he's just like pushing against it but then 
kind of like once he has like finds companionship in Claudia um, and like loses her, then you kind of like see him leaning more into his vampire identity and kind of like um, succumbing to like the darkness of it, um, which I think is the point, but also doesn't lose himself entirely. Nothing. Catch like, just, just like, <laughs> yeah, like it, he drinks the rat. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Like, you don't want to be who you are. You're struggling against this thing that's happening to you, and you, you don't want to sort of accept who you are. And like the whole time, he's just like, not ex- like, yeah, you're a vampire, dude. This is just how it's going to go. And it's like, okay, sure, he doesn't always drink human blood, and he does a good, like, he does his darndest not to kill, but the, it happens. All the time. It's not mm-hmm. like it would be different if his character was like really doing everything he could. And then it's like in this big act moment, he drinks blood. It's just like, no, from a human. Like he drinks blood from a human constantly throughout the movie. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do no, it. I, and it's just like, oh, but I do. I actually do like it. He was right. I was wrong. And then, but it, it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I get everything that's happening. I just none of it lands for me at the end of the day. That's how it is. Like, yeah. I, I get everything that's happening, but it just doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So no, you, you live that, your truth, catcher. Truth. I, that, you know? That's what people are here for. I And I and like the and I enjoyed like overall, I did enjoy the movie. I just like I wish that stuff if that stuff landed, it would be like a game changer for me. Mm. But it it just doesn't. But let, let, let's chat about, there's a lot of love um, from our friends and, and people who listen to the show about Kirsten Dunst. Uh, she plays yes. amazing uh, against a whole bunch of huge stars. I mean, Antonio, Tom, and uh, Brad. You know, she plays Claudia, and she's like, a, like 12 at the time. Um, I, I think she's like amazing. She does such a good job of keeping up with them in like a, obviously a very like difficult role. Um, and, and what's interesting is that she, I think Marcy also said this at one point that like, does she age? And like, they show her like emotionally wanting, like she does a really great job of like showing Mm -hmm. she wants to grow up without, and like while being unable to do so. Right. That scene like with the dolls and all that sort of stuff, that was like tough to watch and like amazing that such a young person can like pull that off so perfectly. Like it's so yeah. good. And, you know, she cuts Tom's throat with a knife with like that was like almost so borderline cool. like too natural. Little still too natural for me. But yeah. you know, I I think she was she was amazing and definitely <laughs> like is a standout and it's clear why she had a career like after you know a continued career after this role. Oh, 100%. Her character was, A, probably my favorite character um, besides Lestat. Um, she plays it so well. Um, and I think, so, like, the question, so she can't physically grow up, but I think, like, Louis, when he's, like, talking to the uh, interviewer, says that she kind of like was maturing and couldn't um just like couldn't do anything about it and that's why she was like so mm-hmm. angsty um okay yeah i was wondering about that because like her character is so interesting and in that I, I was trying to figure out like <laughs> is it because she's young that she's sort of like 
like she just seems more like powerful or more energized than the rest of them and i was trying to understand like where that comes from like i wasn't sure if like she was is she a special vamp like and that's why i'm glad that you read the books like does she become well i thought was yeah maybe well she's turned when she's like literally i think in the book she's like yeah i think i saw or something like i think yeah kirsten's dunce was like 11 when she played this role but it's like she's turned at a very young age where she's like quite impressionable and then she has louis and lestat as like the only people who are kind of like they're like raising her um which are just two kind of like very different viewpoints on the world um but also she's just becoming like conditioned to like just having such a young mind i i think like just being like mm. shaped as like a vampire i can't believe i'm talking so seriously no, about I, vampires I right now but just being yeah but like just being shaped as a vampire like at that age it's like obviously i think like the the writing for that character is like pitch perfect yeah because that is what like a young vampire like growing up in a little girl's body would become like a hundred percent imagine being stuck in puberty like literally your whole life <laughs> like that's how i uh, that is a no nightmare. but that's kind of how i read it which is like what kind of gives the performance like that character like you feel so bad for her because it's like mm-hmm. she's not old enough to like really act on these feelings that she's likely having or growing yeah. into she's surrounded by these two dudes exactly. who are like not for nothing but pretty attractive dudes for the most part and it's all you know and like that's all like washed in because they're also her dads and but they're not related so it's like that sort of complexity yeah. is like portrayed so well by her uh, that like they do a good job of kind of like walking that line because I mean I think it's easier to kind of like dive a little bit deeper into content like that in a yeah. novel um, but when you have like a physical child on screen that is like coming into like their sexuality or something or it's like supposed to be playing this like character that's aging but like not physically aging I think that's like really taboo and hard to do um so i think that's a the that was a success in this because they like what they like get across like what they're trying to say but like it never feels particularly Mm -hmm. icky um i know she like kisses brad pitt on the mouth but even then it was like their relationship was like very clearly like father Mm -hmm. and child but yeah yeah I just had one thing to say. Yeah, okay. the classic or one question. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, two. Well, two things. One, the blood poking thing that he wears, mm. Tom mm-hmm. Cruise has mm-hmm. the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. That is the coolest thing. Like it's so small, so simple, but just the idea of it, what it does, mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I need, I need some. Uh, I need the ending cleared up for me. So. He it goes is. to see Lestat. Mm-hmm. He's weak and all this stuff. So one, why can't he, why has he not been able to rejuvenate himself? That's number one. And then number two, why is he then, well, Fair. then why is he not now fine and good and jumping in the car? And is that, was him meeting the interviewer an entire setup by Brad Pitt? Or what's like, what's the deal with that? Like, how is he in the car for this guy? I have now? no idea. So I think, I, <laughs> I again, mm-hmm. not having read the books, 
if someone read the books in the chat and knows the answer, please Boom, let us know. you read the book. You don't even know. Uh, okay, I'm going to – I've okay. got it right here. <laughs> if you could just quickly speed read the last four chapters and just give us a good right now. <laughs> I think A, uh, Lestat sort of was at the end of his rope. I think he had not enough energy to go hunting. And that seeing, like, Louis sort of gave him the will to go back and, like, try – and continue his life. Uh, Marcy in chat. And I think Mel also said earlier, what about the random helicopter? I don't remember. I don't know why that's there. And on my first viewing, when Tara and I watched it, whatever, a year or two ago, I like, remember that scene, like a gunfight happening. Obviously that's not what happened. Uh, but I was like, when this happened, I was like, Oh yeah, there, I thought there's like supposed to be a action sequence here, but there's not. Um, and then like I don't when know. he jumps in the car, you mean? No, no, no. Like when the helicopter shows up at the end, when he's, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure what that is. Uh, I don't remember that at all. What is it? It's, it's actually about? really quick. Like when he, when Louis finds Lestat in the house and like Lestat's all decrepit, a helicopter shows up for some reason and like shines light <laughs> right, in the house. Right. Right. I, I, I'm, I am unsure why that happens. Uh, okay. yes, but then, yeah, I, mean, I, I can't really explain why he pops up again. I think he, I think seeing him sort of reinvigorated his love slash hatred for Louis and wanted him to go find him out again. This is what I'm talking about. At the this very least. I, but this is what I mean about the movie. It's like so much about it is so good, but then it's like this ending. It's like, you don't even know what you're, what this is about. Like you, you don't like you, the ending of the movie should be like, here's the premise. Like here, everything has been building to this. This is the idea. We're going to explain to you the idea of this movie. And it's just like, trips and falls over itself and then the face plants and then it just ends and you're like uh i'm i know less less now than i did going into the final scene of this movie i don't know but he has that incredible line where he goes i assume i need no introduction when he jumps that into the cool. car which that is, is a cool. very <laughs> badass piece of yes. dialogue agreed very badass yeah. piece of dialogue uh boom did you find anything or are we good to go to our categories there's no way yeah, we're good to okay. go to our categories. I, I was trying to speed read, but it it did not work out well no, for me. No, that's fine. That's a, I think it would be a much better TV series. I think it would do well with like a remake, um, like maybe just something a little bit more style stylized, because like mm. it's a pretty looking movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I think um, it could be like they could just have like so much fun with it. Like it's very linear and like yeah. very like by the book. Um, mm-hmm. not like particularly by the book it's based on. I just mean like by the book in terms of making movies. Yeah. So I think like something just kind of like super, like just camp it up even more, make it super stylistic. Like I think that oh. would be cool. Speaking of camp, the outfit that Brad Pitt is wearing that, uh, the night where they go with the old lady with the dog, <laughs> his outfit that night. He looks like a comforter set I used to <laughs> oh, sell yeah. when I worked at I love Bombay. That scene. I love like that scene. Like the like teal and the like champagne rose and everything is like shiny and glossy or how, uh, like oh how that's, about them targeting hilarious. the aristocrats? The aristocrat okay, like okay, there you yes. go. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like rich, really cool. You know? That's what I'm talking about. That, literally. The- <laughs> also, it. they don't like humans have anarchists? a lot of blood. Are they anarchists? And they should, there should be much more blood. Like, I okay. feel like they bite an arm, they drink a couple drops of blood, 
and that's it. It's like there's a lot more blood in there. I feel like you're yeah. wasting so much of the blood in these bodies that you wouldn't have to keep killing so many people if you just drain them. Don't properly. rack your brain to a... trying to figure out the logistics yeah, of vampires. You're, you're not a vampire. You don't You'll know what's going on. Let's uh, go to our categories. All right, so okay. <laughs> let's kick it off first with our Criterion moments. Who wants to go first? Boom. Do you want to go since you, yes. you chose this one? Sure. Um, so my Criterion moment is when Louis is, uh, sets all the vampires on fire, which we have not talked about, um, and chops them up. Mm. And that's when he settles into his rage and gives into everything he's been fighting against. And I don't know what the wep- that weapon he's using is called, uh, but he looks like the boy band version of The Undertaker. <laughs> and it was really cool. <laughs> a scythe. Uh, a scythe, I believe. Okay. Yeah. A scythe. Oh, it is okay. a scythe. Okay, good yes, to know, good right. to know. Uh, Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Ian. Uh, catcher, <laughs> what about you? The vampire play is just, is <laughs> so crazy. It's just like, like you're supposed to be like, it's a play, but it's really not a play. And it's like anyone in that audience is clearly like how anyone could believe what's happening. It's not a play. And the woman who's like, take me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But in modern days, that would just be Mel being like, less talky, more bitey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, so it's just fun it's just like the epitome of how campy it gets and it's just so yeah i thought that was great uh that was also my pick but i'm gonna include i'm gonna include oh i can no 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 no. we're good on that the uh, the the, i want to add on the part where uh uh brad first meets whoever like antonio's like guy who's like dancing on the wall uh, I, I like that part because like if we're looking at it through the lens of like this is like gay allegory and like homosexuality and all that sort of stuff to me I think that's like another really clear way of doing it like especially at the time in 1994 where like you kind of had to read clues on people and I guess even I mean still now mm. people I think I'm sure a lot of people have to do that me I'm, I'm unaware personally but you know I, I'm sure that's a thing where like you have to kind of read the room and read the people you're around and the way they do it was sort of like this, like this, like literal, like show and dance. Um, and we're like, he kind of climbs up the wall and they show up like, oh, look, I have these powers. I can kind of tell you do, too. And then, you know, Brad goes, I've been searching yes. like my whole life to find more people. Uh, and then it kind of spirals into this like insane sequence of events. Uh, I just think it's really cool. It really like sums up sort of like the undertones of the film really cleanly. Um, so I'm going to add that on into the absurd oh, yeah. like vampire play where I think the line 100%. of dialogue is vampires pretending to be humans, pretending to be vampires. Very funny. Yes. So very funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. All right. So let's go to our second category, which we sort of talk about a lot anyway. Um, but it's just about like why we think it really relates and is a good pairing for Akira or not, if we don't think so, but it seems like we all kind of do an extent. Uh, for me, I wrote down a piece, a dialogue where Armand, um, Antonio Banderas' character says he's he's talking to uh, Louis, and he goes, "The world changes. We do not. There lies the irony that finally kills us all." A, I think that's a really like great piece of dialogue. Again, just coming back to the whole yeah. undertones and allegories of the film, but that also I think really matches like a lot of the themes of 
uh, of, of Akira. Like the world is changing around these people. And like what we said at the end of Akira, how like their life kind of moves on. Like after all this stuff happens, they're riding off on their motorcycles again. And like at the end of the movie, this idea of all these insane things can happen yes. to people and the world goes on. And like, that's it. Like your, your life ends. Uh, and, and that's how it is. And I think that's kind of how, you know, both those lines that's match really well thematically. Uh, yeah. and again, like what we had spoken about, how like this unassumed power and something I also caught was like mm-hmm. children get, kind of having their childhood taken away from them and how they're experiencing it. Obviously that's a theme. Yeah. Uh, like the, the little creepy, like Akira babies, obviously, but yeah, even exactly. like Tetsuo, like he was a kid, he wanted to like goof off and like ride bikes and, you know, have a girlfriend or whatever <laughs> boyfriend. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> this, um, this, this, this loss of what you expected your life to be is captured very well, obviously with uh, Kirsten Dunst's character in this, but with, uh, with Brad Pitt's character too, the sudden loss of what your identity is and what you think you should be doing. Um, I think, pairs up very nicely so yeah uh catcher yes. reverse order your turn uh i mean yeah i mean i think you just like hit all the points but like uh, the line yeah. i wrote was just like a film that deals with characters who are bestowed powers that they didn't ask for that changes them in ways they didn't expect that they both don't want and then it changes them in ways they didn't expect as well and it's just like yeah that you know it's a struggle to deal with the changes that are happening to you and 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 not knowing how to deal with them necessarily mm-hmm. and not, not knowing if it's even right. Like is what, is what I'm going through. Okay. Is it what other, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's, I've just found that really interesting. Nice. Yeah. So obviously everything y'all just said, um, and then just kind of like leaning in once again to kind of like Tetsuo and Kanata's relationship and Louie and, Lestat's relationship I think kind of the parallels there just like a lot of especially towards the end of uh Akira you see I don't know I I think like that's where you kind of like get the bigger understanding of like their relationship and like how impactful um Kanata was on Tetsuo and like how he always looked up Mm, to him mm -hmm. but also kind of resented him and like wanted to be like him um but like wanted to be better than him. And I don't think like everything point for point is the same with Louis and Lestat, but I think it's like a similar power dynamic. And obviously (laughs) my like my read on, on like their relationship, like I know I said that like Tetsuo and Kaneda like wanted each other. I don't actually believe that. (laughs) It's very clear that like Louis and Lestat like had a very like familial mm-hmm. um relationship but i also do think like tetsuo in, in, in canada did as well like they were all each other had for for quite some time so yeah that is i think yeah. that's like one of the bigger takeaways and i think what's interesting too you sort of started touching on a little bit there was just like the idea that they in the end they they have to recontextualize their relationships mm-hmm. like yeah there is this amazing part where um Brad Pitt's character, like Louis, he realizes that maybe Lestat wasn't so bad after all, like in comparison yeah. to what he was running into now in Europe and sort of the craziness that he's now run into. Yeah. And the idea of sort of like, oh, maybe that, maybe, you know, maybe that relationship wasn't exactly what it was. Now I'd argue it was exactly if we're looking what it at was, it, but 
he himself has to take the opportunity and the chance to sort of rethink mm-hmm. about it, which is similar in Akira at, at the end. I know like Lestat plays out as like having sinister like nature um, because he is like a vampire that literally like sucks the life out of people. Um, so we'll just ignore that element of it and say for like in terms of like queer allegory or just like, again, othered groups. Um, Lestat is like the one who is just like, this is who I am and I'm not going to back down from that. And I'm proud and I'm going to like live my truth and live it loud. Um, And there's always that's always going to be alluring to anybody who's like living in the shadows and it isn't quite um, settled into like themselves. Right. So it's a great character minus the the sinister nature. Like I don't want to associate associate that with like the people i'm talking about but i just mean like (laughs) in in the end it is a vampire movie so those those come with the territory yeah Yeah. nice very good uh well that was interview with the vampire great pick boom great pick yeah honestly thank you yeah this was fun (laughs) so let's go to uh a little key with boom and then we'll head over to our yes. voicemail okay i have or dare i say voicemail, voicemail but go yes. off with the tea with boom okay so i have lots of fun tea this week uh the first piece of news being that um sex the sex in the city reboot uh yeah, baby. started shooting last week or this week mm-hmm. so it's like on and popping um and our time mm-hmm. is coming so cine our time knots in the city uh tbd tbd um second <laughs> piece of news and i was like so excited today because i had like so many people messaging me and sending me like stuff and like tagging me um to say that love and basketball has been is in the is going to be entered into the criterion collection in september yes Hell Isn't yes. That a, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Dude. Yes. Oh, hell yes. Okay. So now we know what's up. Now we know what yeah. we're doing. Okay. A hundred percent. I was yeah. like, as hell if I'm yeah. not picking this as my next pick. The artwork is incredible too. It's the it is stunning. The cover art is amazing. It's really. I posted good. it really on good. our. Um, I posted it on our socials. And then I just kind of like, again, took it to the streets and I asked people what their favorite vampire movie was. And we got a lot of awesome answers. Um, We got Buffy, like the television show, Hotel Transylvania Mm. 3 specifically. Um, Only Lovers Left Alive. That was Marcy's pick. And I actually Mm. had never heard of it and then Googled it to like post it um, on our story and was like, wow, I think I'm watching this like immediately. Um, Mm. Honoré said Fright Night. Mel said What Mm. We Do in the Shadows, which is like one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things ever uh, to exist. The Little Vampire or Underworld, Once Bitten. Mikey P, what up? Uh, says Twilight. Let the right one in. What we do in the shadows again? Yeah, just a bunch of stuff. I don't mean to offend whoever oh, sent okay. that in. I have tried watching Ooh. that movie two times and could not finish it oh, no. two times. I was so bored, but people love it. That's that's like the A twenty four before the A twenty four. I know people love that, and I've seen both ver. I've tried it with both versions. They were like, no, watch the original Swedish watch the American whatever and 
it's just so boring to me. I don't know why. Wild. I don't know. Anyway. I haven't seen it either. You know, I've wa- I've started it a couple times and never finished it. And like I, I've oh, I've always wanted to just like get through it. <laughs> Maybe we'll find a way to watch it for the show. People love it, Marcy. Producer Marcy. By the way, producer yeah. Marcy also. I think we've Ground uh, Control. Ground Control producer Marcy uh is offended <laughs> by uh our statements on <laughs> Let the Right One In. Well, thank you for that. Once again, if you go to uh at Synonauts on social, you can hang out with Boom, slide into our DMs like that. We have one voicemail uh from our friend Mel. Yes. Uh, by the way, Mel, incredible artwork for this week's yep. The Ring. Oh my God, right? Queen. On uh, Film Hags. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Queen. Queen. <laughs> I sent an acid smell. Um, I'm happy Boom picked this movie because watching it made me realize that I am not attracted to vampires. Um. <laughs> I just feel like they're like really <laughs> high maintenance and just like exhausting. Like Tom Cruise is so exhausting. Like <laughs> and I love Brad Pitt, but like I don't know. The long fingernails. Yeah. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um uh. and yeah, just give me give me a werewolf, a nice hairy werewolf boyfriend <laughs> who you know when it's a full moon, you just can lock him in the basement, and the rest of the time he's just a big burly man, and it's great. Wow! Oh my goodness! Uh, also, I watched oh. In the Heights last night with Boom, and I friggin' loved it. And I don't understand how someone can give it three and a half stars when there's like insanely good choreography in it oh my god like in singing um and it's also so like renty so like people that like rent like why wouldn't they love this movie (laughs) anyway who would who would do that what what kind of hardness thank you you, Mel. you thank you very much that's amazing i want to lock my werewolf boyfriend this episode oh my goodness what's up Renty is good. I just like the music of Rent way more than I like the music in, in the It's, high, it's okay, and anyway. live your truth. We're, we're going to yeah. get through this. It's okay to have our own opinion. You we know? will get through it. We will get through this. Yeah. Anyway, though, for, for once again, folks who are listening in our first live thank show, you. thank you for, for hanging out. Yeah, next week we're talking about Catcher's Pick of Ghost in Ooh, the Shell, yes. uh, which is another anime classic that people relate compared to akira just in terms of like its influence on pop culture um we are watching the animated version not the scarjo version sorry to all the scarjo fans mm-hmm. okay. uh we are watching the anime version uh catcher do you have any quick words oh you haven't seen it i guess right you i, I saw it Shell, like so. once when i was younger i think but i don't remember enough of it to say that i've seen it so this will kind of be a first full viewing i think and i'm really ex- i'm really excited nice. i'm really excited yeah, very exciting. Yeah. And then the week after that, we're going to be doing Mad Max oh, Fury yes. Road. And we're going to wrap up our little discussion month exploration on Akira. But in the meantime, thanks everyone for yeah, hanging out you. and listening. Boomcatcher, I will talk to you maybe next we'll week. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. That's right. I'm still, we are living I'm, life we, on the edge right now. Yeah. <laughs> there is a baby coming. We'll see. Yeah, there's a baby coming. So it might be. We'll see. Yeah. 
Who knows? Oh, wow. And we'll talk to everyone later. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.